You're listening to the My Vinyl Addiction Podcast with Vince G and John the Seagram, a podcast for true music fanatics. Join in on the conversation and the argumentation. All right, welcome back to My Vinyl Addiction Podcast. I'm Vince Graham. I'm here with, we have a, a whole group of people today. It's yeah, it's be a wild. smorgasbord today. Man. That's right. <laughs> What I'm going to do, like we always do, let's go around the room. I, I'm Vincent Graham. Who are you? John the Seagram, back again. And why do they call you John the Seagram again? Uh, well, like when my brother was on, um, last last two episodes, he actually came up with the name Seagram, like for like a band. He's like, oh, that'd be kind of a cool name, you know, yeah. for like a band and stuff. And then I was like, yeah, then. Um, also, Matt was on here. Then when we had a band, it was called Deadly Rhythm. So his Instagram page was Matthew Rhythm. So okay. I thought, oh, my page, you know, I'm going to be in the band Seagram. So I put John the Seagram, but then it just stuck. Like every time I go places, people would be like, hey, Seagram, John Seagram, John Seagram. <laughs> it's funny because every time I'm like, I know you as John Michael. John Michael, yeah. So I'm like, John Michael, Ma- yeah. the Seagram. You know? <laughs> it is totally okay. Like I said, totally okay to call me John Michael on the I feel show. like I'm every, calling you out of your name or something. Everybody knows me John Michael, so I'm cool with that. It's just my stage name. <laughs> All right, and to, to your right, there's a guy there who I'm very familiar with. Like, can't miss I mean, him. Yeah, you can't miss him for one, and I've like known him forever because he's my son. So, Yeah, what's going on, everyone? Um, my name's Austin. Um, 316? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's Austin Hart. Um, Vince is my dad. Um, got a lot of uh, my music tastes and discovered a lot of music bands that I really like uh, today from him. So, yeah. Yeah, I think cool. either he, he loved some of the stuff I, I used to play or he hated it. So, <laughs> it's one way or the other, right? <laughs> well, it's funny because I knew your dad when I was real little, too. And he kind of introduced me a lot to, like, music. and uh, So, it's kind of cool. You know, we get the, this chance to talk about music when he kind of showed us a lot of bands. You know, growing up too. Right. So, yeah, very cool. And then it, it, we're actually connected through the uh, wide world of uh, what would you call this? World Wide Web. Yeah, through Zoom <laughs> to www. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you over there? Talk, go ahead and introduce yourself, uh, please. Uh, my, hey, my name is Cameron. Uh, uh, Vince, my uncle. Austin's my cousin. Uh, happy to happy to be here. You know, and uh, yeah. I really uh, love how this has been like a like a family show so far. You know, we had my cousins on. Now you have yeah. your son and your your uh, nephew. Nephew, yeah. <laughs> so it's really cool. You know, to we've had our to wives on. Our wives, yeah. They're so yeah. So far, it's been a good little family show, and we get to see how it's family show until influence. you just start cursing. And then, you know, <laughs> every time when Why'd I go you to pick that stupid album, I go to post this. <laughs> it has a little thing that says, "Is it, is it explicit?" I say, "Click yeah. yes." <laughs> Very <laughs> sorry. That's my fault. <laughs> God right. damn it's my fault. <laughs> so this week we're gonna uh we actually we have we, we came together, we said, okay, everybody's gonna pick um one album. So we have four albums, but what we're gonna do, um, just time wise, because you know we're gonna have to talk about these, we're gonna split it up into two shows. All right. So we're gonna go ahead and start talking about the first show. And the first show we're gonna um we're gonna go over what John Michael has picked john the seagram has picked <laughs> and we're gonna go over what austin has picked and then we'll, we'll do the other ones later i'm but excited about these two yeah let's go ahead. okay first thing we always do is we're gonna talk about first how did you get into this record and then everybody else will give their opinion about that record so we might be pooping on you so let's see. <laughs> uh let's go start with our guest <laughs> yeah okay so um the record that i picked was by trivium which Trivia. is uh one of the bands that uh vince had turned me on to when i was in high school and um I just fell in love with it because at this point I was really getting into more like hard rock and metal. Um, so the particular album um, 
the sin in the sentence. Um, when this album came out, um, basically I was in a very big transition part of my life. It was towards the end of my time in the Marine Corps. Um, I was really trying to figure out like, okay, what's next? You know, am I going to trade school? What am I going to do for housing? What am I going to do for work? You know, how do I deal with getting out and kind of losing everyone that's super close to me and kind of being on my own now after like four years of, you know, always having someone have your back. Yeah. Um, so it was a really huge transition uh, time for me. And a lot of the songs on there, uh, one in particular, um, Endless Night, really kind of resonated with me because it talks about kind of going through a really stressful or difficult situation with friends and then kind of being by yourself and kind of trying to process how, you know, basically how to process that. And that's something that I basically went through when I got out of the military. So there's, yeah. yeah, So there's just a lot of songs on that album that remind me of like that transition period and kind of overcoming that giant step that so many people coming out of, you know, whether it be first responder or military or whatever have to go through, which is kind of adjusting and being part of regular society again. So that just, that was just a really, you know, close album to me because of just that time period that it was coming out and that I was really able to listen through it over and over again. Yeah, that's very cool. And once before we even go any further, I'm going to say, I've already, already told you this, but thank you for your service. Thank you. you. uh, Absolutely. Thank you, Austin. We have a Marine in the house. Um, Trivium to me, like they they are just a a, kind of a different breed of, of band. I even feel like in their own genre of music, Sometimes they're disrespected. Like when I read stuff, people disrespect them, and I'm like, mm, I don't get it because they they're very very talented band, and like I I really got into them way back when they made the album called I think it's called the Crusade. Now that album at that time when it was made, I listened to it. And I'm like, okay, this is what Metallica is supposed to sound like now because it, it was they actually they, they were a throwback to what Metallica was on their first two al- two or three albums on that. But then Trivium, like, kind of, they changed up. Like, all of their albums sound different. It's like, on yeah. some albums, like Shogun, <laughs> it's like that, the vocal styles of that that grunts and, and just, like, you know, really furious style. And then there's other albums where they kind of tone it back and, and they have more melody and more actually uh, s- uh, sung vocals, you know. But on this <laughs> one, I really enjoyed this album. Like, I, I miss this album because for some reason, like, I didn't even... When this album came out, I, I don't think I listened to it. Um, I went straight to uh, What the Dead Men Say. Um, that was the next album. one. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> album. Um, but I, this one, so when I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is going to be like my first time really listening to it because I, I don't remember this record. I, I don't know how I missed it. But I listened to it like one day I was driving home from work and I said, let me go ahead. I have the time. And I was right away like rocking out to this this album. So first of all, I can say yes, I liked it. Um it is what Trivium is like. If you if you like Trivium, you're gonna love it. If you don't like Trivium, you're really not gonna like this album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could see taste. Austin. If you guys if you guys could be here or actually see him, I go to what, what is your your um, Instagram? Uh, so my Instagram is Armor Fitness, all one word, all lowercase. Yeah. Um, I'm an amateur bodybuilder aspiring to become a professional bodybuilder, um, and eventually compete and win the title of what's called Mr. Olympia, which is the um, top bodybuilder in the world essentially um and really it's just kind of my journey from where i currently am where i've been to where i hope to go 
Um, it's really just focused um, kind of on that. I used to do a lot of training and stuff like that, but maturing in bodybuilding, you kind of realize like it's all or nothing. You can't do a little bit of bodybuilding and mm. a little bit of training. It's if you want to really be the best at something, you kind of have to give all of yourself into it. Yeah. And so it's kind of transitioned from more. I still try and throw like fitness tips and stuff like that in there for people, but really it's more just to show people, you know, where I've come to, you know, where I am now and, and where I'm trying to go. And the reason for that is because people will look at me and they'll think, oh, you know, he's, he's always just been muscular. He's always just been big or, you know, oh, you just got to go to the gym a couple times a week if you want to, <laughs> you know, look like that. And it's I like, no, I, yeah, just do some push-ups <laughs> in your room or whatever. You'll be fine. But really, I, I really want to kind of. my closet. <laughs> yeah. Like, I really want to give like an uncut raw view of like, this is like the extremes that you kind of have to go through and what you have to dedicate yourself to if you want to be, you know the very best at something and, yeah. and that's something for me is I want to be the very best at bodybuilding. So it's just kind of like a journey page. Like, yeah. And when you say extremes people, let me tell you, he is very extreme. Like <laughs> what I was saying, like <laughs> what I was getting to is you, you can't really see him here, but if you go to his, go to his uh, Instagram page, which he shouted out and take a look at him, and imagine this guy working out to Trivium. And it, it, it kind of fits. I was about to ask. Too, like, is Trivium like a good workout? Oh, yeah. So it's, it's funny because like my workout playlist, it's not just like heavy metal. Like I have gangster rap. Genesis. I have. <laughs> hey. hey well, so, so, sometimes it's not bad. Getting warmed up. So I have like gangster rap. I have um, like Eminem, um, Trivium, heavy metal, rock. Um, even some EDM beats aren't bad. Um, just totally, so yeah. fast, ba so fast paced, and they hit real hard. You get you pumped up. So I have a pretty mm -hmm. wide genre, yeah, in my um, workout playlist. But Trivium is definitely in there. Yeah. So I actually listened to Trivium back um, around 2005. I the album I listened to was Ascendancy. Yeah. So that's like uh, I had a friend I worked with, and he was uh, um, told me like, "Hey man, you like bands like you know?" I was listening to, like Through the Eyes of the Dead at the time, and other type of bands like that. And he was like, "Oh yeah, you should check out Trivium." And then, so I remember checking them out. And then it's funny because when you brought up Trivium, I was like, oh, I know Trivium. And I was like listening. I'm like, wait a minute. I got to go back and listen to that album again. So at first I went back and listened to Set and See. And I was like, oh, okay, I remember this. And I really like it. But, you know, there were some parts where I was like, ah, it's too too singy for me, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I wish it was heavier. Mm -hmm. But then, uh, so when I listened to this one, I'm like, oh, this is really singy. Yeah. <laughs> like they changed a lot and stuff. Like I liked it. Like it took me a while. Like I listened to like three or four songs. Their songs are long. They're, They're very like, long. Very epic on They're this album. Long. So then I was kind of like, I listened to it a little bit like at work, just kind of one headphone. Then one day I dedicated, I just listened to the album. And it was a long album, but I, I feel like towards the end it got heavier and heavier. Mm -hmm. So I was like, wow, this is actually a really good album. But like stuff like to me that kind of stuck out, which uh, I kind of laugh. It's like, it's too like the oblivion. Like it's too like theatrical yeah, for me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I was just too like, I don't know. Like it's, he has a very, um, almost uh, Broadway style of singing <laughs> some of his stuff. But kind like, of like that band Ghost. <laughs> Yeah, I never about? listened to them. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know the one I, song on here that stood out to me was The Heart From Your Hate. That was my favorite song on this one. Mm. Uh, what did you think, Cameron? So, yeah, uh, I I was not really too familiar with Trivium. Pre I had uh, I'd re read a lot of, like, uh, when I was growing up, I read a lot of, like, Guitar World, Guitar Player magazines, and uh, they'd always talked about this same. guy, Matt Heafy, and, <laughs> and I, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I like I'll, I'll check him out. 
Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as John on this one. I, I like the record. It's a little too singy for me. Like, yeah, the, like, I think the, the comparison to ghost is pretty, pretty accurate. <laughs> the, the, the heavy vocals are, are pretty cool. Like yeah. I can get behind those and they're all incredible musicians. Like, uh, yeah, I, feel the same I think way, that's, yeah. there's that second song. Uh, let's see what it's called. Uh, Oblivion. beyond oblivion. <laughs> yeah. They got that, uh, at some point like the drummer's doing this thing on the ride where he's hitting like a bunch of fast notes and it's like i'm really into that you know uh, i think part of the reason why i don't like the singing stuff is just the the metal i do like is like belligerent like just <laughs> caveman death metal type stuff you know <laughs> the best, man. And, yeah but but no i i actually like the record a lot more than i thought i was going to just because i don't know i got I have like preconceived notions like, oh, okay, yeah, like this is going to sound like this band or, you know, this band usually gets lumped in with this band. But uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the musicianship and the production on that album is actually pretty impressive. And that, that's probably what I liked most about it was the uh, um, just they, the they know what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. They know what they're doing. Yeah. yeah. And I, I can always appreciate, appreciate, I can appreciate that. You know, they, they know what they're doing and you know, they, they've locked in on a sound which i think it, it, with any band is really important you know like to narrow in on what your you know what your strengths are is you know really out of, important out of all of us here i was most interested to hear what what you thought of this because i am not sure how you how much you really listen to the the metal side because i know what would you title or what would you call the type of music that you play because i know like when you were you were on weren't you being you were like a dj for a while too right and you would like yeah you know all kinds of music stuff I'd never heard of. Like uh, my my wife, your your aunt, your aunt Lori. We talk about it. We're like, well, Cameron said about this band, this band. And I'm like, I've never heard of any of these bands. <laughs> totally yes. So when I uh, when I worked for uh, when I was in college, I was the music director at uh, uh, the University of Nevada's radio station. And so, kind of what the job uh, of the music director is is every week I get sent like forty to fifty CDs. And, you know, eventually the CDs kind of got phased out and it was more MP3, but I, I, the C, them sending CDs was still like a big thing. And uh, there would be, out of the 40 to 50 albums I get sent every week, I at most like about five of them. Mm. <laughs> you know, because uh, it's, it's literally everything. It's like, you can think of like the worst like singer-songwriter type stuff that, you know, comes around. I get sent that, but then I get stuff, you know, I really uh -huh. like, you know, and uh unfortunately i so i like a lot of metal and like a lot of stuff i like would be considered like death metal or like doom metal um okay. but uh a lot of that isn't necessarily like friendly or so that was part of the thing about being the the music director there is i would basically make the stream or like what plays when djs weren't on mm -hmm. and you know that wasn't like a open invitation just to play whatever i want or whatever <laughs> I, I like you know i try i tried to make it representative of like what everyone's listening to you know um but at that same time you know there would be stuff that like everyone would like that you know i would play and then sometimes they'd send me like a free record <laughs> like i would just go go to my mailbox and they'd sent me the record for oh, free nice. and it was like like yeah this job doesn't get any better really um, <laughs> i need but, that job man <laughs> yeah no it, it was it was really cool yeah but there was uh um a lot of the stuff that I was sent, I just didn't like. And that, I mean, you know, I try to be open-minded and be like, okay, yeah, but, uh, there was only like one. So there's, I get sent all those albums and there's maybe 10 different, uh, like 
uh, radio agencies that would that would contact me. So what would happen is I get these albums and then during my office hours, people would call, you know, the people that sent me this would call me and be like, all right, well, what'd you think of that? And most of the time it was just like, uh, I, pa- I, pa- I passed on it. They're like, all right, what'd you, what'd you think about this one? I passed on it. They're like, they're like, are there any you didn't pass on? They're like, no, nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. And, but they're, they're, you know, that's their sucked. job. They're, they're used to it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, there were, there were some stuff that it was like, I don't necessarily like this, but I can, I can see why other people do. And so it, it would make its way into the rotation. But, uh, um, that's a pretty fun job. Yeah. Though, man. I mean, it's kind of like close to what we're doing now. <laughs> yeah. Let's yeah. It, it was a lot of fun. Yeah. No, it was, uh, um, it, the, before, the, before I did the, so it was like, I was the music direction director and then I had my own show. So that was like where I could be like, okay, cool. Now I can play whatever I want. Cause that was the whole point of the, you know, the college radio stuff was like, you want to play what you want but also like it's it's meant to you're meant to play stuff that you wouldn't necessarily hear on any radio station you know yeah. and so that that was like kind of the cool thing is like i remember being in my office doing you know like you know my weekly duties as music director and somebody would be in the studio recording something and i'd come in there and I'd just be like what are you listening to this is really good you know and so um yeah it's it's i mean that's that's the fun part about like all this music stuff to me is just like there's so much good music in the world that probably most of us will never hear just because sure. you know it's like it's just on Bandcamp like under you know with no nobody's downloaded or anything it's just somebody put it out it's like user but, two three four nine eight right exactly yeah somebody <laughs> you just don't how am I supposed to find this know, guy that, yeah exactly and then like I have but, a thousand uh, in one songs that I've created and the only person that, that I've heard them is my wife <laughs> and then like but you guys I, I finally put something of mine so that you could hear it so when you listen to these podcasts if you listen to the very beginning uh, the intro that's actually a portion of one of my songs on there so yeah nice. with Lori talking over it of course fun fact. yeah fun <laughs> fact Austin I want to ask you like before we even um, um, go further I want to ask you this album as opposed to all the other Trivium albums what made you pick this one because I know I know you, I think you liked um, In Waves a lot too, right? So I did. So the main reason that I picked this one is just because when this particular album came out, it was the time. Like, yeah, yeah it was the timing that it came out. And then it was kind of like the most recent Trivium album. And being that Trivium is one of my favorite bands, I listened to it a lot. And so being that it's the most recent one, it's the newest one, it's one, you know, I haven't heard a million and a half times. Um, I would just play it over and over again. And, during that time period there was just so much change and new things and different things that even though this isn't really my favorite album this album stands out the most just because of all the different things that was going on um and like you know every every song on there i can equate to like a certain time period or like you know what was I doing mm-hmm. when I was listening to this song? That's what I love thing. about like uh, doing this podcast is hearing people when they bring up albums is like how you can re- recall a point in your life just by listening to the album. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Or just the song or a riff yeah. <laughs> that'll put you in a certain. Yeah. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, we're gonna move on to our next um, album that we have for this pr- uh, particular episode. But before we do, um, did you have anything else, Austin, that you wanted to add about your social media? Anything? Um, what's going on you know anything new um so i mean as far as my social media is going um right now it's just just really just kind of 
really just life updates, stuff like that. Most of my life is in the gym. Believe it or not, he got married. In, in yeah. Congratulations, guys! Yeah, so, what was it twenty twenty? Uh, right? Yeah, yeah. His um, beautiful wife is sitting right next to him, and I'll yeah. tell you, as as intense as Austin is. Man, she's just as intense. <laughs> like, go to, watch them at the gym, and it's ridiculous. Like, no, nah, I have like a scary household. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's funny too because people always look at us and they're just so intimidated by us, and then they'll come up to us and we're just like, we're just goofy. Like, we're goofy together, and that we're intense in the gym. But that's really it. And then, like, we work so much and we train so hard at the gym. By the time we get home, people are like, like, man, you guys must have a crazy house life or whatever. It's like, no, we. Kind of just eat and fall asleep. Not <laughs> <About> it. <laughs> Who used all the mustard? Who used all the mustard? <laughs> but no, but but it's but really like as far as social media and everything like that that's going on, it's really just like updates and um, I just like keeping people posted because honestly, probably to me, the coolest thing about having the social media that I have, it's like. You know, occasionally I'll get a sponsor or two, or someone will want me to wear their shirt or do a video for them or do a supplement for them. And that's do a all. Podcast. Yeah, do a podcast, <laughs> yeah. whatever. That's all great. <laughs> it's like that stuff's cool and everything, and like the perks are cool. But to me, the hands down, the coolest thing is when I get a message or when some kid comes up to me at the gym or some just anyone comes up to me at the gym and they're like, Hey, I looked at your, your social media and I saw where you were and I saw where you're at now. And it inspired me or, you know, I, I thought I was doing this right. Apparently I was doing it wrong. I changed it and I was able to drop, you know, those 10 pounds or I was able to break the plateau. Very cool. I'm more confident because of how I look or how I feel now to me, the hands down, that's the best thing ever. Yeah. Like, even if I got nothing from social media, knowing that what I'm doing with me being that I'm chasing my dream, that's great. But also knowing that in chasing my dream, I'm able to help other people and inspire and motivate other people in a positive way. That's the best thing about having yeah. my social media to me. That's why I, you know, I'm always trying to constantly post stuff on there and get back to people and stuff like that. So that's pretty much it. Well, I gotta I, tell you, like, right on. Um, I think I met you when you were real little. Yeah. Once, and then I just barely started seeing you again uh but seeing your uh your instagram and stuff like that seeing you honestly like it's very intimidating you know then i know like my wife worked out one time with you at the park or something yeah uh -huh. and she was saying like well so it's kind of crazy like he actually was like really nice and really you know like works with you like to your level like i thought he's gonna be real intense like no keep running keep running keep running <laughs> but like he's really he's, like he's just there to help you out like you know to get to where you want to be he's not trying to get you you know to look like him or anything right. he's just so like uh, if you guys listening you know like don't be intimidated like definitely you know ask him for tips or yes. you know he's really good about you know what he does and stuff he knows he knows his, his business really well so, you, and look at his yeah. pictures you can tell he knows his business yeah he's not, he's not mean and crazy he's the not proof gonna, is yeah. there man <laughs> he's a marine he's not a drill sergeant that's right <laughs> All right, so we're going to move on to John the Seagram's pick this week. Before we even get into it, you're going to tell us why you chose this album, and we'll all discuss this album. But I feel, I realize we've been on this podcast for, this is going to be the, I don't even know. 16, 17. Yeah, somewhere up there episode. And you've never told people about, you You have actually two different bands that you, give, give a quick five-minute um, synopsis of what you do, your bands that you're in. The release yeah. he actually released the um, album recently, so talk about that for a second. Yeah, so um, you know, I've been playing guitar since I was ten, you know, off and on, and kind of just you know do my thing. I grew up 
loving like Deftones, Corn, and yeah. so you know had the high school band that sounded just like them. <laughs> but uh, recently, yeah, um, I was kind of you know wasn't really playing with with any bands, and I was kind of just wanted to play. So I ended up recording, uh, started writing some acoustic stuff, and then so I did like a little small EP where I released about five songs on there. One with Matt, um, he actually wrote half of it. He came up to me, he's like, "Hey man, I have this song, I can't finish it." So he, he showed me the first half of the song, then I did the second half, then we recorded it together. And then I put that on there because I really love that song. It's called The Innocent Bystander. It's on the, um, but yeah, so I released a five song EP and I had it forever. Then during the pandemic, I was like, why am I just sitting on this? So then I threw it on uh, Distro Kids and you know, you pay like 10 bucks or something like crazy for yeah. the, yeah, then um, you just put it on, they put it on Amazon Music and you know, Spotify, everything. So I was like, oh, it's pretty cool then. You know, I got a lot of good feedback every time people hear it. They're like, oh, I love this song. Oh, man, I really love that song. Like, it's kind of different, you know, like everyone's choices. But um, I real love, you know, like like trivia and stuff. Like what we're talking about, I love heavy music. That's my passion. That's what I want to do. So I have another band called 1111. Um, it's something Project Me, uh, my buddy of mine, have been working on forever. Long distance, too. <laughs> yeah, so he moved to Spokane, Washington. He, has to, he used to live out here in Corona. That's how I met him. And then, but he moved out to Spokane, Washington. And then, um, so we still, we just email each other tracks. I'll write guitar riffs. I send it to him. He'll record the drums, send it back to me. So we've been doing it forever then, but he was doing it before he was programming the drums. He would just program it and send it back to me. And, it, you know, people always say it sounds digital, you know, mm-hmm. but Tim, he, he likes perfection. He like, like he probably like trivium because he likes the bands are like perfect. You know what I mean? Like yeah. no mistakes. I love that loud, like the live thrashy sound, like. You know what I mean? Like totally, uh, yeah. you hear mistakes and you know, it's just crazy mayhem. I like that stuff. So it's always funny when we're recording together. Cause he's like, I'd like make mistakes in guitars. Like, okay, you fixed that. I'm like, I want to leave it. <laughs> it shows it's real, you know? So yeah. then we kind of go back and forth, but yeah, like this, we're finally working on it again. Uh, we're finally, we have like the whole album. We've had it for years, years, years. And then we're finally, he's going to start recording live drums. Cool. And then we're like, that's it. We're doing this. We're going to record it. Like he has a studio in his basement of his house. So he has everything set up. And this is go. an instrumental album so far, right? Yeah, because we used to have Matt singing on it. But then I asked Matt, and he was like, I don't know if I can scream like that anymore. <laughs> so, so far, we're kind of going instrumental. We're going to uh, record it all instrumental and kind of put it out and see if anyone, maybe we find a singer or something like that. But yeah, cool. it's really exciting, man. I'm like totally, really, really excited for this. Uh, so check us out, 1111 band. It's all spelled out. It's not the, the numbers. 11 underscore 11 underscore band all on right. Instagram. All right, so and you chose this week, drum roll please, David Bowie, Black Star, and I was very surprised by that. <laughs> I was very surprised. Yeah, this album. Um, I mean, I when this album came out, I fell in love with it right away. It was just so amazing to me. And then um, recently, I don't know. I, I was telling my wife the reason why I chose it because uh, before you know we it came to a selection time. Uh, three days in a row, I woke up with that. That's the first song on this album in my head. Right when I woke up, it was always in my head. And I was like yeah. walking around the house singing it and whatever. Then we were like, oh, what album? I was like, David Bowie. Right, right. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why. It's like it was calling to me or something. But I'm really curious to see what you guys felt about this album. <laughs> Who wants to go first with this one? <laughs> Cam, you want to go first? Sure, yeah, I'll go first. Uh, so I going into it, I, I wasn't sure how I was going to feel. Uh, I've never necessarily... I can't really consider myself a David Bowie fan because when I first thought, okay, David Bowie, I was like, all right, changes, uh, uh, heroes, yeah. China, yeah, girl. yeah, and I was, I was like, man, I, I, I can't, re- you know, I've never been a fan of 
I mean, not that I necessarily hate those songs, but I've just never been a David Bowie fan. And so I was like, I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. Cause I know, I knew a lot of people really liked that album. And especially the fact that it came out a couple days after he, or like before he died or after he yeah, died. Two so days it was kind of like, died, yeah. yeah. So it was like kind of his send off, you know, it was kind of his like, uh, you know, it was like, all right, this is what I'm leaving you with. And so, uh, I was like, all right, yeah, I'll give it a shot. You know, cause I kind of like that idea. It's like, all right, you know, it's like an interesting idea to have an album out and then you pass on it's like all right that's for sure like your last you know it's almost like a, a gift to his to his fans you know right yeah and he and i think he knew that i he you sing, know he it, sings it, about it in the album like the exact same right, thing yeah right yeah there's that last song it's like it's like i can't give everything away or something like that which i thought was a really cool like it, i mean how i feel about the album itself uh so like when i got into it i was thinking like or, you know, I hear that first song, kind of the way things kick off, and I look at the track, and it's like almost a ten-minute-long song. And I'm like, okay, we're not, <laughs> we're not dealing, this, we're not dealing with like, you know, like, you know, the the David Bowie radio hits. Like, this is like a much different, you know, approach to the album. Um, the, so I'm I'm not the biggest fan of his vocals, and I think that's why I've been, you know, not, not consider myself a David Bowie fan. But the musicians on that album are cooking, man. Like, they're just. Uh, it's all jazz uh, and... are, yeah they got some some crazy jazz musicians playing yeah. that that was kind of my highlight for the album listening to it was i was just like these guys are shredding man like every yeah. every single one of them and so i uh i went and looked it up uh like who who plays on the album and uh one of my favorite jazz guitarists ever it's this guy ben monder uh i don't know if you guys have ever heard of him if uh after the episode look up at this uh he's got a song called window pane where it's like it's so uh i started trying to learn it when i was taking guitar lessons in college and i was learning it maybe at like one eighth to one quarter the speed it actually is it's like (laughs) and like it's like i'm I'm not even kidding on this it's like a bucket list item of mine yeah to be able to play that play that song window pane at half speed what's what's his name again i want to write that down uh uh ben monder and the song's called window pane he's he's a uh a jazz guitarist and he he did all the the finishing guitars on that that album and so uh when i heard that i was like wow like they really he really got he like all out, yeah yeah he got the best of the best to play on the album um but yeah that that first the the title track was was cool uh, you know i i like what i heard more than any other david bowie i've heard but i think like more than anything it's it I, the musicians on that album are the ones who yeah. like really make it like a phenomenal album just because you know you got the the sax player going in you got the, <laughs> the bassist and drummer going in like everybody is you know when i hear music like that i got to give it to him because it's just like he wrote and arranged all that you know it's not like he's just somebody that came in and was like all right yeah i'm just gonna sing over this track that's already been recorded you know so um yeah no i i I was pleasantly surprised by the album for sure like i went into it thinking like i don't uh, i'm not a dave bowie fan but i went and came out of it thinking like wow you know he had really put something cool together as his last piece of work you know and it's a good piece of work to leave off on yeah i've always been you know i've always loved it's funny because i've always loved his voice i think his voice is amazing i think he has a crazy story you know what i mean like his i guess i was reading his because one eye is 
different color than the other. Mm-hmm. And then I guess it right, happened yeah. when he was at a, a, he was leaving a bar and then someone was fighting and he got hit with like a bottle. And then that's how his eye got hmm. messed up. <laughs> like it was wow. just like crazy like story <laughs> of that like, wonky oh, eye. David Bowie, like, I don't know. It's just, you know, like he just has a crazy story. Then like, I remember, but I never really listened to like a full album of his. I always heard yeah, songs, songs and I've always loved all totally. of them. Well, most of them. And then like, uh, yeah, when this album came out, I remember it was like, okay, cool. I'll check it out. And then just listen to it through. I was like, wow. And then when it talks about like, uh, like how he's like saying like, look at me, I'm in heaven. And now everybody knows my name. It's like, he knew exactly what he was talking about when he wrote it. Like he knew like, I'm going to die. Yeah. He was, it was terminal. So he knew he was. Yeah. Then I guess he hid it from everyone. No one knew he had cancer until after he died. And they're like, what the hell? And like, Mm -hmm. they said even like most of the musicians didn't even know. They were like writing this album, but he was like, no, like, I guess he found like some jazz musician for one album. Then he was like, Hey, do you know anybody else? And they're like, Oh yeah, I know these people. I know these people. And they're like, Hey, do you want to work with David Bowie? And they're like, hell yeah. <laughs> you know, that's, yeah, of why, course, yeah. that's why they all kind of came on and did it. But they were kind of like the same thing you were saying, you know, like they weren't sure, like if he was just going to, no, you have to do this, this, and this. But they were like, you guys are the, you guys are the experts, you know, play jazz and mm-hmm. you know, like, but he would like work with them and mm-hmm. really be like, there's actually a documentary you guys should check out if you uh, really want to get uh, deeper into it. It's called The Last Five Years of David Bowie. And it just talks about like all the musicians get together and they talk about how they wrote the album and mm-hmm. kind of what his life was like this last five years. And it's pretty amazing like how like he just talked, they talk about like, man, he just was, he knew he was going to die and he just worked. He like, he did a play, he organized like a play and stuff. And it was just crazy, mm-hmm. man. So like, it was it's really a, cool. It's a good way to send yourself off. One, I am most curious to see what Austin thinks about this yeah. album because I, I didn't know what you think. So, yeah, what do you think, Austin? So, I grew up with a lot of classic rock, and so, like, I'm kind of in the same boat as Cameron with this. Like, I kind of went in expecting a certain sound, basically the radio hits that yeah. everyone's already heard a million totally. times. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so, when I was playing it, I, I was doing it as I'm driving around for work, and I'm just like... Totally blindsided. <laughs> totally blindsided by it. And I'm just like, I had no idea, like, what... I was kind of expecting to hear, like, radio hits, but it, it is not that at all. Um, kind of, Like I said, I'm kind of with Cameron in that I'm not a big David Bowie fan, but I can definitely appreciate the musicianship in this album. Um, it's very evident that this isn't just kind of like oh we're I'm just gonna write some stuff throw it together real quick you can definitely it tell wasn't that a money oh, grab yeah yeah, yeah it's totally. definitely a lot was put into this album and I can I can definitely appreciate that um but yeah the only I just Dave his voice for me just doesn't really do it I think for me it's because I'm kind of like very black and white with music it's either like extreme heavy metal or like Pink Floyd <laughs> <laughs> totally absolutely so it was kind of like that weird middle ground almost to me just because it's not really anything that I've listened to before but I can 100% appreciate the musicianship and it's very evident just the amount of effort that went into the album so I can appreciate that for sure yeah definitely I on the other hand like when I got this from from John the Seagram I was like David okay different weird I remember (laughs) when this album was released because we that was during the time when I was living in Texas for two years and I remember coming home from work one day and hearing on the radio that David Bowie had passed away. And I knew he had just released the record. Like, just like you guys, I've never been a huge David Bowie fan. Like, I, I like 
his stuff back um, in the seventies, like more of the Suffragette City, um, oh, yeah. um, when he was doing all the Space Odyssey, that kind of stuff. That for me He's was, a star yeah, man. yeah. That for me, that that was the the better David Bowie. I wasn't really into the other stuff. Um, so when I when I put this on. The first thing I was like, okay, I'm not gonna like this album because the, the, I'll be I'll be honest. You guys all said the same thing. The first, <laughs> the first half of the first song, which is uh, Black Star. Yeah, it's long. It, yeah. It's long, right? So the first it half sounds too. like I was gonna talk major mess, even though rest in peace. But I was like, okay, this sounds like it was made on one of those old Casio keyboards, and it's offbeat and it's and it's pissing me off. That's what I, I felt. And then when the song changes and it goes into the part where he where he actually the, the song changes. Then I was like, this is so good. I liked it. And I was like, okay, let me continue to listen. Something so, happened the day yeah, she died. There's not a lot that I, <laughs> I can say that you guys haven't already said about this. I do see that one thing you guys are saying I don't really appreciate his voice. But I do notice that, and this is just my opinion. I'm not sure if it's true. But it sounds like his voice there, like, was not up to what his... He was old. Dude. Yeah, he was old first of all. He was 60 <laughs> yeah. at the time. But... It even sound like because maybe because of his illness, maybe he just didn't have the chops at the, at that point. Because there was a lot of points in the, where his voice sounds so thin yeah. um, on this album. But I do have to say, there's two. Just I just want to bring up two things. One is um, that on the song Lazarus, that's oh, my yeah. favorite song on the album. That one's great. Yeah. But I was listening to it and I started singing. The Beautiful Ones by Prince. It's almost the same exact song. <laughs> is it? You know that song, Baby, Baby, Baby? That song from Purple Rain by Prince. Yeah. That yeah. is basically, listen to, listen to that song and go, okay, I could sing Lazarus over this, or I could sing The Beautiful Ones over, over this song. Well, so. not a bad comparison to Prince, though. Right. Yeah. And then the other song I wanted to talk about was uh, Girl Loves Me. Some of his vocals, it, it does a Peter Gabriel type thing. I don't know if you know what I mean by that, but listen back, because I know... I've recently gotten you into Genesis, oh, and yeah. so you, I'm sure you... Big fan now. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you know Peter a little Gabriel about too, Peter Gabriel, yeah. but like if you listen to uh-huh. some of the vocal things that Peter Gabriel does with his vocals, he's doing a lot of that on that song, and it was like, that's pretty cool. Uh, I don't know if it was intentional or just whatever, but it was pretty cool. And the last song, I can't give away... Every, I can't give everything away. That's like... It was kind of sad. Just yeah. like for me, it, it just put me in kind of a, a sad moment because, you know, like I've... I've lost my father to cancer and, you know, it's just, it's a horrible, horrible disease. Like you see it eat away at a person, you know, and, uh, he, he was going through it without really sharing it with a lot of people and you could hear it in his vocals. And like, it was, it's pretty, pretty awful. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta imagine he was like struggling in pain and stuff and doing this album, recording it. And I'm like, I said, I, I'm, I guess I'm the only one who really loved <laughs> David Bowie's vocals and stuff. But like, I feel, yeah, like you can tell like he can't give it his all, but I still think it was, you know, for what, where he was at, it was amazing. It was a thousand and ten percent better than what I expected. I'll just say that. <laughs> I'm glad you guys yeah. enjoyed it because I, I, I was totally nervous. I was like, man, they're going to talk shit on me. But you know what? That's <laughs> the thing about this show. You don't be nervous ever, no matter what you submit, because it's all about, you know, I'm going to love something that everyone in the world is going to hate, right? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's all about music. Nuclear that's rabbit. what it, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Lip he, the first show we did, he, <laughs> he had me listen to Nuclear Rabbit. And I was so upset with him. I, I still to this day, I can't listen to that. You're um, so upset about Fiona Apple, too. <laughs> Fiona Apple. And the other one I didn't like was, uh, sorry, Sean, but Tom Waits. I, oh, I just yeah. can't get into can't Tom get Waits. I like, yeah, so. I like that album. <laughs> All right, so we really, um, yeah, we, we've gone through this episode. We're going to 
Come back next week, listeners, and we're going to do two more because, like I said, all four of us submitted a record. So we're going to come back next week with, with two more classic slabs of vinyl. But before we end, end this, I'm going to use a question that I've used before because we have new people on the show. I don't need to answer it and you don't need to answer it. But is there a song that you guys love or an artist that you love that you kind of don't want anyone to know about? You're kind <laughs> of embarrassed about. Like you're like, oh, this sounds so good. But like for I'll, instance, I'll me. I'll first. I'll say it. Go for and it. My wife is going to be bad and it's Shakira. I don't care. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is there I'll any certain the reason about the Shakira there? Nah, it's just her vocals, man. They're great. <laughs> vocals? Yeah, Have you ever heard her songs? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. No <laughs> shame. <laughs> what about you, Cameron? Uh, I'm. I'm gonna. I don't know if I can narrow it down to a particular song, but uh, I'm, I, I can. I can name two artists that that i would definitely uh get some grief for uh lord and lana del rey <laughs> and uh, you know what i like both i actually yeah, have a lord yeah. vinyl record over here so yeah i i also yeah i also have that same record yeah i uh, <laughs> uh i think you know i i i get and like it's it's funny because you know like like south park made made fun of the lord and she thinks it's funny you know and I, it is, it, because she can take a joke, and so that's yeah. that's like a you know an important part of that. But uh, and summertime yeah, no, sad. Uh, was it summertime sadness? Is that Lana yeah? Del Rey? That that's but that's got to be her worst song though. I got <laughs> like, uh, that's like the one song I you know that is played the most by her, and you know coincidentally is the one that I don't like. But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I. I remember when I was in in high school, a uh, girl I was dating at the time. She was really into th- that record that Summertime Sadness is on, and you know, I, I remember just, it was every time was an eye roll. Like you're playing this again, like come on. <laughs> and, and now, yeah, uh, my roommate, my, my roommate actually just got. Uh, he has the whole discography. <laughs> like <All right. laughs> he, she has like five or six records, and <laughs> we have every. Or he has every single one of them, and so. Yeah, she makes great music, and yeah, she's uh, she the there's the guy from that band Fun, who's kind of, they're kind of an annoying band, but you know I uh, I got to see them live at one point, and they were actually uh, they're pretty entertaining. I got to give it to them. So uh, anyway, that guy from Fun like helped her write that uh, one of her records recently, and yeah, they mm-hmm. honestly work really well as a team together. And I, I uh, you, you know what you I, don't have to be ashamed of that one. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like both of those are, are good. I've actually been listening to a whole lot of Billie Eilish, so. <laughs> oh yeah, we, yeah, we listened. Yeah, we're. Uh oh. Oh, we cut out. You froze. <laughs> Technology, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> there All right. Go. You know what? I think that's a good gonna... way to cut. <laughs> good way to end this. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead and end this episode. <laughs> we're gonna get him back because we're gonna, you know, like I said, next week we're gonna do two more uh ooh, my corn record just came thank you amazon <laughs> yay all right hey let's play that <laughs> <laughs> all right so we're gonna go ahead and take a break here we're gonna get him back online and record another episode probably so that you can hear it next week but thank you guys for listening and we'll be back with more bye bye